Welcome to The Fathers Speak, a production of the Orthodox West. Each day, Father John Finton reads a selection fitted to the Western liturgical calendar from one of the Fathers of the Church. On this Holy Tuesday, from a portion of a sermon by our Father among the Saints, Leo the Great. Transforming all the members of his body into himself, and assuming the persona of those redeemed, the Lord Jesus Christ cried out amidst the punishment of the cross, saying what on one occasion he had uttered in the Psalms, My God, my God, look at me, why have you abandoned me? This expression represents a teaching, not a complaint. Since in Christ there is but one person for God and man, he cannot be abandoned by someone from whom he cannot be separated. He asks on our behalf. We are frightened and feeble, wondering why the flesh, afraid of suffering, had not been heeded. When his suffering pressed him to heal and correct that fear which comes from our frailty, he had said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass me by. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Later, however, he said, My father, if this cup cannot pass me by unless I drink it, your will be done. When this fear residing in the flesh was cast out, when the flesh then made the transition over to his father's will, and when the whole threat of death was trampled underfoot, he was fulfilling the work of his design. So when he says, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Let no simple and careless hearer receive the words he spoke as though, when he was fixed to the wood of the cross, the power of the Father had withdrawn from him. For the nature of God and man had joined into such a great union that they could not be divided by suffering or separated by death. Although each substance retained its own proper nature, God did not abandon his body during the Passion, nor did the flesh make God passable, because the divinity which was in the suffering man was not in the suffering itself. It was for this reason that Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Why have you abandoned me? To make known to all that it was right that he should not be rescued or defended, but should be abandoned into the hands of violent men, that is, to become the Savior of the world and the Redeemer of all people. That cry did not come out of misery, but out of mercy, not for lack of help, but from his decision to die. What must we think of this cutting off of life when his soul was given up by his own power and recalled by his own power? As the blessed apostle said, the Father did not spare his own Son, but gave him up on behalf of us all. On another occasion he said, because Christ loved the church and gave himself over for her, to make her holy. It was the will of his Father, as well as his own will, that the Lord should be given over to his passion. That way the Father not only abandoned him, but in a way abandoned himself as well, not through a fearful departure, but through a voluntary withdrawal. Now the power of the crucified restrained itself from the wicked, so that he might employ a hidden design, he was unwilling to use his manifest strength. For how could he make sinners whole if he who by his passion 
had come to destroy death and the author of death, would have resisted his persecutors. It was, therefore, the part of Jews to believe that Jesus, against whom they had been able to perpetrate such a crime, was abandoned by God. Not recognizing the mystery of his wonderful patience, they said with blasphemous mockery, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross now, and we shall believe him. These taunts of empty scoffing have therefore been ignored. No affronts, no abuses, have moved the mercy of the Lord from the path of his design for restoring those lost and ruined. He was then offered to God as a unique victim for the salvation of the world, and the killing of the true Lamb, foretold through many ages, has brought the children of promise into the liberty of faith. The New Testament was also confirmed, and these children were inscribed by the blood of Christ as heirs of the eternal kingdom. The sovereign pontiff entered the Holy of Holies, and the unspotted priest himself went through the veil of his flesh in an appeal to God. Then, finally, the transition was made openly from the law to the gospel, from the synagogue to the church, from the many sacrifices to the one victim. When the Lord gave up his spirit, that mystical veil, which by its hanging there shut off the inner sanctuary of the temple and the holy chamber, was torn from top to bottom by sudden force, for reality did away with figures, and announcements were unnecessary in the presence of the announced. There was, in addition, a tremendous commotion of all the elements as the very functions of nature drew themselves away from those who had devised the crucifixion of Christ. 